Well, today is National Indigenous Peoples Day. The Prime Minister, of course, before he left on his journey abroad for a while, Justin Trudeau says Canada needs moments to celebrate Indigenous resilience uh, and their rich cultures. Again, he spoke today at an event marking National Indigenous Peoples Day in Ottawa. And we know that for generations, Canada tried very, very hard to erase Indigenous identity, culture, and strength. But even as residential schools were busy teaching Indigenous children that they had no value, every other school in this country was busy teaching non-Indigenous children that Indigenous children had no value. The Prime Minister there today. Well, chances are, you know, all of us know the story of Pocahontas, or at least one, it's one most of us are familiar with. Well, to mark National Indigenous Peoples Day, a new project launched Monday called Missing Matoka. That's Pocahontas's given name. It focuses on retelling her story in a very different way. It is ultimately an effort to raise awareness about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, but also a way of taking back ownership of the tale. A retelling of the story more accurately depicts what might have happened between John Smith and Matoka. Here's a sample. When everything you have is taken from you, even your own story, all you want is the right to voice your truth to honor your own legacy. The time has come. I was only 10 years old when everything changed. The year was 1607. That's when I started to be separated from my people, from my family, from my culture. Evil was on its way. Every villain thinks they're heroes, and these men were no different. That is an excerpt of Missing Matoka, again, Pocahontas's real name. The creators of Missing Matoka point out that more than 10 films have been made about Pocahontas and all have participated in furthering the harmful, quote, Indian princess stereotype. The true story, they say, is one instead of tragedy and heartbreak, and it is a stereotype that needs to be changed. In reclaiming uh, the story, this is something that they are also attempting to do. Well, joining me now is Derek Blay. He's the creative director of Missing Matoka. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. It's such an interesting idea, but what was the inspiration for it? It's such a well-known story, and yet I don't feel like it's ever been uh, tackled this way. Yeah, so um, a lot of people don't know the you know, true uh, original story. Um, Missing Matoka presents the true story of Pocahontas from an Indigenous perspective. Uh, it's an alternative audio track to one of the films made about her. Uh, and Pocahontas, as we know, is is actually one of the first documented missing and murdered Indigenous women. And her story has been misrepresented uh, for hundreds of years. Um, This misrepresentation and the stereotype of the Indian princess uh, directly contributes to violence uh, towards Indigenous women. Tell me about that. How has it been misrepresented and what damage has it done? So this story of Pocahontas, um, she's kind of rendered, you know, it's almost that she's dehumanized when you look at a story about somebody who's told in this way and has been told in this way for so long, when you look at the story of Pocahontas, the story of, Ma- of Matoka, it's been told in the wrong way for hundreds of years. And most of the stories about her get almost everything wrong. So for example, she was only 10 years old when she first encountered John Smith. And unlike the false narrative, she didn't abandon her people. 
the European invaders actually uh, kidnapped her uh, and held her hostage, where she was sexually assaulted multiple times and forced to marry one of her captors as a condition of her release. Uh, and then upon that release, she was taken from her homelands and paraded around Europe as an example of successful colonization. And then when she was 20 years old, she died uh, fleeing England uh, very, very suddenly and very mysteriously to which um, indigenous people um, interpret as that, as, as that she was poisoned. And yet that's not the story that, that most people would ever have heard. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's quite incredible that the story, you know, of her falling in love with John Smith, the story uh, of this perfect marriage between her and a colonizer is completely fabricated and it's fabricated from this non-Indigenous perspective, from this non-Indigenous lens. And that is kind of at the heart of what is the issue with this is that there's inherent stereotypes and there's inherent um, agendas at play to tell this story from a different perspective to help support the story of colonization and really help to further this uh, stereotype of this of, of the Indian princess, which, which, as we know, directly contributes to violence towards Indigenous women. How did you go about re- researching and then telling this story? So we did a ton of research. We looked into tons of historical texts. I mean, a lot of people that don't know the true story, if you literally just go and give this project to Google uh, or give uh, her name or even read the Wikipedia on Pocahontas, um, most of the facts that were deemed quote unquote facts uh, have been have been widely disputed so it's I think it kind of is in line with most indigenous issues and specifically issues that pertain to indigenous women where I think Canada doesn't really want to know the truth and and kind of uh, it doesn't it's not in the kind of consciousness and the upfront uh, consciousness of Canadians uh, to care about issues that affect indigenous women. What what um how did you go about doing it? How is it presented in a way that people can access it and and, and learn it? Yeah, so people can visit missingmatoka.ca and on our website we have the audio track and we also have information where people can learn more about the project and specifically about one of the calls for justice that we're answering uh from the national inquiry on missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. So that call for justice uh, is Call for Justice 6.1, which, uh, you know, implores people to take proactive steps to break down the stereotypes that hypersexualize and demean Indigenous women and girls, and to end practices that perpetuate myths that Indigenous women are more sexually available and less worthy than non-Indigenous women because of their race or background. Um, so when we look at the violence and the stats, um, four out of five Indigenous women will face violence in their lifetime, and Indigenous women are 12 times more likely to go missing or be murdered than any other demographic group in Canada. So it's stereotypes like Pocahontas and how she's portrayed in popular culture that directly contributes to this violence and how Indigenous women are, are viewed and valued. It, it, tell me about that, Derek, because it is sometimes easy to look at those Disney films where so many different there are so many different princesses in those movies and all of them are stereotypes in some way to look at that and think, well, where is the link then? I mean, what would you like listeners to know about? And these are kids movies ostensibly, right? I mean, this is something you watch probably when you're young or see when you're young, you absorb this information at a very impressionable age. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem with this story of Pocahontas is that a lot of people will first learn about this story when they are young. And when you look at the population breakdown of indigenous, you know, people in, in Canada who are indigenous and, and the rest of the population, the indigenous population is, you know, is quite low compared to the rest of the population within, within Canada. And so when you see the representation and you see how indigenous peoples and how indigenous women specifically are represented and represented in a way that is told from an, from a non-indigenous lens, it's very harmful to, you know, use that as a method to learn about indigenous people when it's told from that non-indigenous lens and it's told from that hypersexualized lens um, specifically, uh, you know, visually when we look at, the way that Pocahontas has been portrayed scantily clad and as a young woman uh, falling in love with a, you know, uh, European uh, when in fact she was a child when people uh, first arrived on the shores of Turtle Island. What would you like people to know then next time they, they watch, you know, say they, say they have a Disney collection of films at home and want to put in, put in that, that, that video and show it to their kids. What would you like them to know? before they do i imagine it's possible to to watch it if you understand what it is you're watching yeah i think that uh, i think that this project really provides an updated context on the story of pocahontas um and i hope that people you know take away that when they look at their own cultural biases when they look at stereotypes that this can be a way for people to become educated on those stereotypes and realize why, you know, the stereotype of Pocahontas is wrong and how that stereotype can directly contribute to violence towards our, towards our women. Speaking with Derek Blay, he's the creative director at Missing Matoka. It is a uh, new website and uh, project launched to tell the story of Pocahontas and essentially to write a historical wrong in the telling of that tale. Um, when we come back, we'll talk just a bit more about, about the broader idea of, of, taking back a lot of these stories and at least telling them through an Indigenous perspective. We'll be back with that. My guest this half hour is Derek Blay. He's the creative director of Missing Matoka. This is a project uh, launched on Monday that aims to tell the story of Pocahontas, the story that we know, that many of us know, but to tell it uh, in a way that's that's truthful, to tell it through an Indigenous lens, to tell it as it was, uh, not as it has been. Uh, Derek, just broadly, the whole impact of, of taking back some of these stories, perhaps there is none more known than the story of Pocahontas. Yeah, that's why we thought that this project would be so important. Um, I think that, you know, Pocahontas is arguably, you know, if not one of the most famous Indigenous women, probably the most famous uh, Indigenous w- uh, woman and that's why we really, you know, looked at this story as a way to, you know, tell the truth and tell um, Canadians about the stereotype and the harmful effects of that stereotype and how, when you look at that stereotype, how it can begin to apply not only to Pocahontas herself, but to Indigenous women in general. How, are, how has it been received, by, for instance, by people involved in the missing um, Indigenous women and girls, uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls projects and so forth? How has it been received? It's been received uh, very positively. Um, there's definitely elements to this story uh, that, are, that are educational. There are also elements to the story that could be triggering in terms of, in terms of trauma. 
Um, so we definitely uh, want people to understand the context before they start watching um, if they have um, experienced uh, trauma around uh, violence. But one of the most interesting stories that happened during this process is there is a grandmother character and we, and we wanted to have, you know, you know, the uh, voice of an elder to be in there to make sure that we're telling this truly with indigenous voices and from an indigenous perspective and the elder uh, who is based in Toronto, Dorothy actually is a residential school survivor. And when she was able to lend her voice to this project, we talked to her when she stepped out of the voice booth and she shared a story that she wasn't able to use her voice as a young child. She was in fact told not to speak when she was trying to speak in her native language. She was told, you know, not to speak. She was uh, harmed and, and, and there was lots of trauma surrounding that. And so when she came out of the booth and was talking about her participation in the project and her ability to lend her voice in this way, um, it took on a much more meaningful um, impact than just a literal, you know, coming in and, and doing the voice of this character, but actually using her voice in a much bigger way um, and, and, you know, helping her on her journey to, to reclaim her voice. Yeah, because Derek, I would imagine that there's a lot of Indigenous kids who watched Pocahontas as it's told uh, historically as well, and then had questions about it or, or live, watched those stereotypes. Yeah, and so the I think I think one of the issues with the overall depiction and the overall stereotype of Pocahontas is that a lot of these a lot of these depictions of her, and specifically in film, are internalized. And when you look at the white savior, you know, coming in, when you look at um, how she is treated and how she treats John Smith, it's 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 actually coming from uh, quite quite a weird place. It's not. It's not coming from a, a historically factual place, and B, it's coming from a from a non indigenous lens. So, um, so it's you know it's very it's very troubling uh, to think about um, indigenous kids who are experiencing the story of Pocahontas told told in this way. So, where to from here, Dirk? This was obviously a big a big and long and 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 very intensive project. Where do, where would you like to go next when it comes to reclaiming these the, the more the more known stories that have been yeah. told in the past? Yeah, I think that this project, um, and we you know we're definitely we're hoping for this project to be spread far and wide, and for and for lots of people to experience it and listen to the audio and and learn. Um, but based on the response of just this project alone in the last few days, I think it's been kind of eye-opening to us that there are lots of other stories that can be corrected and lots of other stories that can be told from an Indigenous perspective. Um, I think that there's a huge appetite for non-Indigenous people to, to, hear, to hear stories and to hear Indigenous voices. And, you know, it's taken hundreds and hundreds of years to get to this place that we are today. We still have a lot of work to do. Canadians still have a lot of work in terms of dealing with, um, you know, cultural appropriation and stereotypes uh, around um, indigenous peoples. But um, this, this project I think will, will probably be the signal for uh, many other projects in which we can, in which we can correct the stories and we can, and we can tell, you know, tell our stories from a place of truth um, and I think that I think that more and more uh, Canadians are ready to listen. 
Derek Blay, as you put on the website, the true story of Pocahontas is a tale of tragedy and heartbreak. I suggest you li- you go find it. It's missingmatoka.ca. That's missing M-A-T-O-A-K-A dot C-A. Derek Blay, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for your time.